Welcome to Productive Flow, where we answer the eternal question, why can't I get myself to do the things I know I should be doing? Here's the secret I've found. Productivity is rooted in emotion. True productivity and success come only when we heal the emotions driving our behaviors and remove all those internal roadblocks. I'm your host, Angela Kristen Taylor. I'm an entrepreneur, writer, speaker, and I've been right where you are. I've asked myself that same question a thousand times, and it only took me 20 years to figure out the answer. In each episode, we'll go deep into the emotional roadblocks and a brand new integrative approach that I call Productive Flow, bringing together your emotion, your energy, your time, and your focus to help you create natural productive flow and achieve higher levels of success in business and in life. Now, let's jump in. Hi, everybody. So glad that you're back here with us. And I have yet another amazing guest (laughs) with us today. So Aspen Robinson of August Knox Coaching is here with us. And um, I know that I have told you guys about her before and I have mentioned her in my podcast. I'm so, so excited that she is here. And um, we are going to learn all about her story and how she got started and kind of that journey that she went through um, in in doing the amazing, incredible work that she does now. And I am going to let her tell you all about it. (laughs) So Aspen, thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. No. Oh my gosh. The amazing, (laughs) just the transformation I've been through in working with you has just blown me away. And it really opened me up to just energy and what that means. And because I have always, you know, I've had energy as one of the four elements of productivity in my own business. I've always thought of energy from the perspective of, you know, diet, nutrition, moving your body, that sort of thing. And I knew about the more spiritual aspect of energy, you know, the more woo side of it. And um, I've always been interested in that, but I didn't understand the depth that it had an impact on me, on on everybody. And until I started connecting with you and and then working with you, it just opened up so much more. So um, yeah, but you you actually started out as a as a real estate agent. So <laughs> that's an amazing story and an interesting segue. And since I know I have a lot of realtor um realtor listeners, I'm I'm very excited to for you to tell them that story. So why don't you jump in and just tell us how you got started and how you went from real estate agent to energy worker? <laughs> yes, and thank you for that. Like I feel like there's no way I would have ever known that I would have gone from real estate to doing energy work. But, you know, I think the thing with real estate is I got into it when I was in my early 20s. And in a lot of ways, it was like the opportunity to really like prove myself and to like show myself that I could meet these like goals and I could really succeed at something. And I got into real estate about, I want to say it was like, I got my license about six months before the recession hit. Yeah. And so (laughs) it it like hit and it kind of threatened to like deflate those dreams. 
And I pivoted like really quickly in my career to be like, okay, well, what are foreclosures and like, how can I make this happen? And I really like just burrowed in to like making sure I could understand it, that I could survive the market and all of that. And I ended up having this really incredible career mm-hmm. and it was it really exceeded in so many ways, like the dreams that I had for myself and being in your early twenties, when you hit some major milestones like that, you're kind of like, okay, like I can do so many things now. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like you just feel so on top of the world. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, in a lot of ways, like meeting those financial goals really helped like alleviate even a lot of like personal fears I had grown up like around money and is there enough and like, how can this happen? And so for me, real estate really became like my place where I felt safe and I was able to dream of what I could do like with the rest of my life. So I was in real estate during this period of time and I ended up getting, um, I got pregnant with my son and he was two months early. And so we had this really extremely traumatic birth. And it was right when my real estate career was like taking off like lightning speed. And so I had this experience where, you know, I'm having to deal with like this massive trauma in this situation in my life where I didn't know, I didn't know how to handle it. It was completely Mm -hmm. unfooted and trying to balance like being in the NICU quite literally with closing 17 properties at the same time. Wow. Yeah, with like very minimal help because I was in shock and really didn't know how to ask for help at the time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I was managing all of like the stuff that was going on and really grateful that I had this, you know, career that was doing really well and I could take care of myself and my son while we managed to, you know, both thankfully get out of the NICU unscathed in a lot of ways. And I went back to my career and I was like all in it. And then I started noticing that I had this enormous amount of anxiety. I would stay up at night and I would just like worry about every single thing. Mm -hmm. And I would have this sense of like impending doom, like all Mm -hmm. of the time. And I would literally, if you're a real estate agent, you know, like contracts and writing them, like very clearly is like a big deal. And I remember yeah. laying in bed, be like three in the morning and I'd wake up and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, did I get that stipulation? Right. Oh my gosh. Did I write that addendum? I yeah. never made a mistake ever in a contract, but like literally the fear and the anxiety would just like bubble. Yeah. bubble right. And, and I had this newborn baby. So I'm like managing, not sleeping anyway. <laughs> no, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> No. So your body is like totally exhausted. (laughs) No, it's so true. And, um, so I, you know, kind of carried forward. We got my son, you know, he, he started to grow and he got a little bit older and I, my career was just every year it was getting bigger and better and bigger and better. And I was actually feeling way more overwhelmed and more Mm -hmm. overburdened. And I would be working till like one o'clock in the morning. Um, I just remember feeling like, I don't know how to get out from under this. Like I built this successful thing and now it's actually going to kill me because Mm -hmm. I can't manage it. And, you know, I did that for, I want to say probably three or four years before I realized, and this is, you know, this was like 2012, 13, around that time. Like stuff was not as available as it is now. Mm -hmm. It's not like it was that long ago, but like, 
Googling something about like my son was in the NICU and now I have major anxiety and like, what is this? Like it took a lot of digging to actually figure out at the time. Yeah. We didn't have as much information (laughs) ready for us. Yeah. Not at all. It was, you know, I think a blessing, whatever mom wrote this blog post and identified like the experience of like having been a NICU parent and then having like the Mm. anxiety show up you know, cause it didn't show up for, you know, eight, nine months. Later. Yeah. And so it was kind of hard for me to kind of identify it. And it really put like a name, to like the whole experience mm-hmm. that I was going through. So I was able to recognize, like I had this traumatic experience. I was struggling with some PTSD. Mm-hmm. And then I had this like successful career that was like over here, really taking care of everybody and was running me into the ground. And so I remember there was like this point where the market shifted. We started coming out of the recession and I realized that I was going to have to go back to working with like, instead of banks and having these like contracts with banks, I was going to have to go work like all these individual people. And I remember thinking, well, I'm going to die. I cannot manage this (laughs) because it was so intense. And I was under just like so much, just stress and duress at the time. Um, and so I, I made the decision to actually walk away from that career while it was like at its peak. Wow. And it was really choice. Yeah. It, It was so hard and nobody understood it. Like everybody in my life was like, why would you walk away from the money? And I was like, if I'm dead, it doesn't matter. Like if Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. like my body was becoming wrecked just like physically from the stress. Yeah. So, um, I remember we, my son and I went to look at, we, we owned a home, but we went to look at this other one and it was a foreclosure and it was like this beautiful, like historic house. And Mm -hmm. I remember taking him in there and I was on the verge of making a decision, but I was still really, really scared. And we walked in and he just like lit up. It was like Mm -hmm. the house where like, I could feel like we could be happy. And, you know, just, it was just this feeling of maybe there could be good again. Maybe I could feel that peace again. And we ended up going under contract, buying that house. And then I want to say it was not very long later. I kind of lit a match and walked away from my career. I was like, I choose my mental health and I choose like the space to heal. Mm Mm-hmm over the money and what everybody thought it was. Because to me, what it was, was like an anchor that was drowning me at mm. the time. Yeah. So, yeah. There was a lot of questions about that. People were like, you, you can't do that. Or, you know, why would you give that up? And I was so happy to give it up Yeah, and to like kind of start over, you know, yeah. figure out a new way. What do you think it was about mm-hmm. the that career specifically that, that made you feel that way? Was it, was it just that, I mean, kind of looking back, right? Because we can look back and it's 2020, right? But like at the time you may not have known, but looking back at it, can you, can you identify something about that career that made it feel like that anchor versus, you know, maybe it was just something like your, your path was going down a, a different direction, right? But what do you yeah. think it was about that specifically that was just like, oh, I can't do this anymore? Such a good question. Because the truth is, I love real estate so much. Yeah. Even to this I day, <laughs> right? I thought it, I mean, I'm so grateful for all the things it's ever given me. Yeah. Uh, and it was definitely not the career. It was A, I had 
terrible boundaries. Mm. I was taking calls. I mean, all day, every day. I was working until one in the morning to finish like BPOs and and work for the banks. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not know how to ask for help. I couldn't even identify what type of help and support I needed. Um, And the other thing was in, in that period of time, the REO, the asset managers and the banks themselves were terrible. They would literally call and scream at you. I had one yell at, like just yell at me. Verbally abusive. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the combination of like me not knowing how to manage those things and also having to deal with my own trauma at the same time and not realizing like I was having panic attacks and anxiety and all of that. And so the idea of also, you know, having to shift from working with banks and now going to work with individual people, like my system couldn't handle that. Yeah. 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 It just, no, that makes sense. The change. Yeah. Cause there was just, it was going to be such a shift, such a change that just that you were barely managing to keep it together for everything that you were doing. So to have to learn how to redo things. Yes. Felt overwhelming. I would have just like, I mean, and I wouldn't have been able to show up in a good way. And I knew that like, even Mm. for that, you know, for managing like that many Mm -hmm. different relationships really. Yeah. And so that, that was it. It was a hundred percent me and my trauma and the industry at the time. And because even to this day, like I miss the real estate now, now that I'm on the other side of the healing, I'm like, Oh God, that was such good times. (laughs) 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 It was me. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Fair Um, enough. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So like I, I did, I just like walked away and then I, you know, being like a serial entrepreneur, I also just like picked up the next thing and it was kind of like, well, what feels good to get me through this? And I started another business and it was, um, it was this kind of combination. It started out, which doesn't, it made sense then it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense now, but I had an antique business. So it was like an antiques and we did shows and stuff like that. I had a shop And then I started making jewelry. And this was really part of what helped with my healing is I started making jewelry that was stamped and I would stamp quotes that had Mm. a lot of meaning to me. And it was one of the ways that I like helped process through what I was feeling. Yeah. And so that was successful, but it wasn't as successful as the real estate. Sure. And there was like this whole span of like six years of really doubting myself and struggling with like my self-worth and making jewelry didn't feel as important as selling houses, you know? And I really like battled internally with, I used to feel so good about what I was accomplishing. And now I feel like I'm not able to meet those goals, no matter how hard I work, Mm -hmm. how many hours I put in or how many new things I try. Um, it was really discouraging some years. Some years were like good and you felt like, oh, this is it. And then other years it was just like, no, I'm just not fulfilled. Like I'm not mm-hmm. able to get where I need to go. That makes sense. You know, cause I, I can see how using the, it's, it's like words of positive affirmation, right? And yep. you're, you're seeing these words, you're, you're working with these words mm-hmm. and that there's a certain energy to that. Right. Completely. And then at the same time, you weren't making the impact on yes. people that you had been making in the real estate industry. Cause I know you're, you're talking about banks and stuff like that, but 
You're still working with people and, and individuals who are getting homes or getting out of a situation in which they were overwhelmed by the finances associated with their home. Right. So you're, you're helping and you're making an impact on a personal level. And while the jewelry can do that, you weren't witnessing the impact the way you were in real estate. So yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, there were moments, right. Where, and this is probably why I did it for as long as I did. There were moments where people would like connect, Mm. but then it was gone. Yeah. And it was like, Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) I wish you well. Right. But like I needed, you're right. I did need more impact. And yeah. Yeah. And so because I couldn't fulfill that in myself, and then I just really, I really was forced to deal with my self-worth and all of the things Mm -hmm. that had kind of, I hadn't been pushing them under the rug since I left real estate, but I didn't quite know how to handle them. Mm -hmm. And so that was also the period of time. Like my son was like, I mean, he was maybe three to seven, I would say Mm -hmm. it was like in in that period of time. So I was able to actually show up as the mother I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And that helped with some of the like safety and like, okay, I think I can actually start looking at some of the stuff, right. That I've been dealing with. Um, and it created space because I recognized like, this is not it. This is and one. I remember a coach said to me one time, she's like, what you do is great Aspen, but, and I remember being devastated. I was like, no, don't say that. I was devastated. <laughs> it wasn't me, by the way. No, it was never you. <laughs> <doesn't say> <laughs> no, it was true though. It was true. <laughs> but I was like, oh, because I knew it. I didn't want to face it. So yeah. Yeah. So I um I ended up actually almost physically crashing just because I was so overworked. I was really unhealthy. All the anxiety was living in my body. And Mm -hmm. and I just like, something has to change again. And I was like really discouraged because I had already said something's got to change. And I had like walked away and I was like, I'm going to do it again. So I actually found some really amazing like energy healers. I found some coaches and friends and I just started like doing the work on myself I was like, okay, well, it's not because people aren't interested in what I've got to offer. It's not out there. It's like me. It's something sure. here has to change. Yeah. Yeah. What, was, what brought you to energy healing specifically? Uh, so years before, I'd actually been really, really ill. Like right before I got into real estate, I had been really ill um, for like, I would say it was like 18 months. Mm-hmm. And I was misdiagnosed and hospitalized maybe 15 times. Wow. It was horrible. Like I was so severely ill. Yeah. And nobody could ever identify what it was. Nobody, they would give me the wrong medications. And so I, at that point, stopped. I I kind of like pulled back and it's okay. I'm not going to the ER anymore. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to figure out something else. And that's the first thing that actually led me to energy healing is I started... I actually became vegetarian at the time mm-hmm. and I healed my body and I was like, Oh, okay. There's other things going on here. Like this mm-hmm. is, this is a me thing again. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when that happened, then I kind of automatically just reached for other resources because yeah, I didn't want to personally, I didn't want to like medicate or do something that was going to cause me to avoid dealing with the issue. Yeah. 
And that was just a really personal decision because I, yeah. I, I knew who I was at the time. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, that was what made me kind of reach for it. And I had friends that were already starting to do some of these things. Mm-hmm. And so I had seen changes in them and they really just opened doors or pointed me in directions. And if it felt right, I just followed it. Yeah. That's how it happened. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so I did, I did energy work and then I was like, literally like two weeks later, I was like, Oh my gosh, like my anxiety is gone. Like I can, I actually can breathe again. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it was amazing. So from there, burned it down again. We actually sold our home, which was like semi our dream home because mm-hmm. we were like, we can't grow any longer in the space that we're in, like mm-hmm. as, as people. And so my husband and I sold everything. We bought a fifth wheel and then we traveled for two years. And during mm-hmm. those two years, I did all the healing. Like mm-hmm. I really committed to just healing and doing the hard things that I hadn't done before, like setting boundaries and and really looking at why I felt like I had failed, you know? And I just, during the course of that, really like got clear on who I was and things really started truly healing and shifting. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this works. Like I have to go help other people with this because I struggled for so long with it. I mean, I think I had the PTSD for eight years before I found relief. Yeah. And so that was where all of this started is I was like, okay, everybody needs this. And now I'm going to take it to everybody. (laughs) That was the energy of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I think that, you know, I mean, a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we're doing something that ties into this changed my life. And now I want other people to experience what I experienced, right? And that's a lot of us. Absolutely. So I, yeah. me included, right? So I think mm-hmm. that um, that's, it's really powerful because I, I think when we lean into that part of ourselves is when we truly are leaning into our purpose, right? Yes. Yeah. And like, you know it, right? Like when you, when you yeah. feel your purpose, you're like, this is it. Like this oh, is yeah. the stuff. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, yeah, so that's how this business got formed is we were in the middle of all this traveling. And I just, a friend one day was like, you have to go online and do a live right now. And I'd never done one before. And, and it took me four hours. I had a lot of come to Jesus moments. Yeah. And I had to go sit at the base of a mountain because we were in Colorado at the time. And I was like, I think I might die. I think I might die having to like show up on camera and tell my story. Yeah. And um, I survived and it was the most terrifying experience of my whole life, probably. <laughs> I mean, I had so much anxiety. My voice shook so much, but I did it. Mm-hmm. And um, it was literally like the, it was like a week later, I had a group and I had a business and I just showed up and I just shared like from my heart, what was happening and like the progress I had made and how energy work helped and, you know, really how, our emotions and our experiences shape who we are and the type of life that we're experiencing and how you could actually change that. Like this is possible. You can heal this. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And that, that's kind of like how it got us to where we are today. And so it's been this continual like evolution and in the process, you know, being now in my purpose and having tried so many different things and just like constantly showing up for myself and what I needed at the time, this is the most successful business I've ever had. And it's so much, it's, there's so much reward in it. Yeah. 
And it really goes, it went to show and to prove to me and, you know, that you can do really good and then you can fall on your face and then you can do even better. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure if that was possible, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Is this true? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, So now... Tell us about where you are today and, and how you're helping people. And because um, you have so much going on in your business. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm, I'm always so excited when I see you pop up in my feed. And I've told you this, you know, yeah. but for the benefit of the listeners, I'm very excited when she pops up in my feed. And um, you're, you're always there. Like you're always there with all this stuff. And you're running two different Facebook groups that I know about. And Mm -hmm. then you have a very strong Instagram. Um, And then you're, it's like, you're, you're always recording videos and stories and reels and all these things. I don't know what they're all called because (laughs) no, that's not my thing. Um, (laughs) You're great at it. And, um, and then just the work that you do, because the work that you do is um, very much a, I, I think it's a very personal thing, the work that you're doing with people one-to-one, but yet you've created a very successful group around it as well. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm a member of this group and mm-hmm. I, I see that there's so much value, so much content that you create around this. And I mean, you're genuinely a teacher, not just someone who's, who's helping people with their particular energy issues in the moment but you're, you're teaching and you're leading and that's, that's amazing. And you, you just have all these different aspects to your business. So, so tell us about that and how that came about. So it, you know, a lot of it started because if I was scared to do the thing, I just did the thing more. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's where a lot of it kind of evolved. (laughs) Um, So the, the Facebook group, like the main one, that was the place where I kind of like gathered people and I kind of taught like, this is how energy works. And, you know, this is what it's like. And for many years, that was like the main hub of my Mm -hmm. business. And then it became really evident that the more I grew as like a teacher, a healer, human, I wanted to go deeper with people because there were people who were so ready and so capable. And so that's where the membership really started is why don't we do this together? Let's do Mm -hmm. it in Unity because when you do it with community and in connection like that, there's so much more that gets received and healing that can happen and growth. And so that's kind of how the Lightworkers Code really evolved is I want a space for people who are ready to go yeah. deeper. Let's go deeper together and let's do it in community and let's do it in a space also where, you know, I was coming from a background of energy work was not really an acceptable thing. Mm. So like that was part of the journey here was like mm-hmm. having to accept that people don't understand it or they, it, there's a lot of misconception around what it actually is. And so I wanted a space where people felt safe to explore it and they could do yeah. that together. And that really grew and evolved as far as like how deep we could go. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with that, those two pieces are really like my purpose, I feel like is really helping people just remember who they are. 
Yeah. There's all of these stories, all these experiences that we've all had. And my own journey was just getting back to myself. And I thought that it was just the trauma from my son's birth and the stress of the career at the time, but really it was all the other things that led up to it in my life. And so it's like this unwinding that happens to get back to the truth of yourself. That is such a great description is an unwinding, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like we get all wound up through all the stress and trauma that we experience. Yes. And and then it's just like somebody pulled the string. Now we're a spinning top. Yes. <laughs> right? And we're just totally <laughs> until somebody's like, wait a minute. <laughs> let's, let's, let's stop this spinning. Okay. Let's unwind everything. <laughs> it's not you. Bring you back into who you are, who you actually are. It reminds me of, um, um, I keep having this, like has popped into my head, um, over the last couple of days, but you know, that scene in the, in the Lion King and like the, the dad is up in the clouds and he's, he's just saying to somebody, he's like, remember who you are, remember who you are. (laughs) It's that, right? It's that. It is. Yeah. It's so true. No, and it is like, if we just remember who we are outside of all the things people have told us, all the stories we've made up about ourselves, if we remember, oh yeah, I came to do this thing. Why would I be afraid to come do the thing that I set Mm -hmm. out to do? I have everything I need inside Mm -hmm. of me. And, you know, I think healing is an energy work. It's just a reminder and the unwinding, right? It's the reminder. You've got this. You've always Mm -hmm. had this. And we're going to unwind anything that tells you you can't. Yeah. And so that, that I feel really passionately about because I feel like every mm-hmm. single person has something so special that only they can do and they're going to yeah. do it so well. Yeah. And we just have to remember to stop questioning ourselves and doubting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's, that's powerful because I know like in, in the sessions that you and I have yeah. done that there is so much garbage in there oh. was thankfully yes. <laughs> from just my parents right just yes. my parents just growing up from my mom yes. and my dad and and mm-hmm. and my stepfather and and just just all this yes. stuff just piled on you know and it's like you're just doing this and you're just pulling stuff out yep. <laughs> it's like we're just clearing through all okay. of this <laughs> yes and it's like oh my god I didn't even know that was in there oh my god I feel so much better Want to learn more about productive flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free and you'll also get access to special content and resources. See you inside the group. What's interesting to me is that because I've, I've referred you several times to people and even, that. oh yeah, no, believe me, I was so excited to send people your way and be like, oh yeah, this is an Aspen job. I don't do that part. Aspen does this. So go see Aspen. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they're like, I don't know what she did. She did this thing, but I feel really different. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, yes, exactly. But um, that's the thing is that even people who have not been like somebody that I would think, oh, they're into this, you know, or they're, they're spiritual or they're woo or anything. I'm just like, listen, you need to go 
talk to Aspen and it doesn't matter what you believe. Just let her do her thing. And you're, this is going to be better. And they're like, okay. And they trust me. And then, and then it happens and then they're better. And they're like, I don't even know what just happened, but it works. Thank you. (laughs) That's the beauty. Like we don't need to understand it all of the time. It's just trust and, Mm -hmm. and like being supported. Right. Like, and that, like going back, like that's, that was the thing I struggled with most is nobody, nobody, I felt like nobody had time to support me or I didn't want to bother anybody. And so like asking for support and then letting people mm-hmm. see like my messy stuff. I was oh, like, yeah. did not, did not know if that was going to end well for me because yeah. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this or to own it. And, and then like start doing it right. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this is the best thing that ever happened. Like, oh being yeah. Supported scene. Yeah. Because, you know, it's that, that moment that you're actually being given permission by Mm -hmm. another person to cry, to let it out, to experience that release. Because I think, you know, so many of us get trapped in this and this goes into that mother and father wound thing that you, you Uh speak about that you're doing this month, uh, the mother Uh wound in your, in your membership. And Um, it does speak to that is that we're, we're told or maybe not even in words, right? Some of us are told in words. Some of us are told in action. Some of us are told by seeing the way our parents handle their emotions, right? Mm -hmm. But we're, we're being given this experience of it's not okay to cry. It's not okay to need help. It's not okay to, um, show any kind of weakness or vulnerability or anything yes. like that. And then, and then you come along and it's like, oh no, not only is it okay, like we're doing this. <laughs> you know? yes. matter. Yes. <laughs> and then like that alone creates an outpouring of emotion because yeah. you just feel so held, yes. so supported. And that, that's such an important thing. And, um, I mean, I know my clients have said the same thing about me because they always, at the last group that I ran, their joke was that every time I talk to Angela, I cry, you know, <laughs> so like they show up with tissues, right? <laughs> they have no idea what's going to happen. Like, I know I'm going to cry, <laughs> right? And, um, but that's, that's the thing is it's just, it's giving that permission yes. to let that out. And we don't realize how much we needed to let that out Mm -hmm. until it comes out. Right. So true. And I am very much like what you had just described with yourself. Like I'm not good at asking for help. I'm the person people go to for help. So for me, it's very difficult to ask for help. And as much as I feel like I cry all the time, I don't cry in front of other people. And yeah, not I cried, okay. like I cried in front thing. of you though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely cried in front of you. <laughs> I was no holding that back. <laughs> People always say they're like, oh my God, I'm gonna cry. I'm like, that's so awesome. Like, go ahead. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> scream, that's okay too. Like I my son, when he was little, I used to tell him, I was like, Do we need to scream right now? And we would just like, you know, like almost like roar in the woods type yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, let's let's roar. Yeah. And like it's so freeing. It's so freeing to be yeah. able to be all of you. That yeah. We have to not relegate something to like that's an unacceptable way to feel. Exactly. 
to stuff it down because that just denies us our humanity. And that, yeah, that's painful because it denies our experience. And it's, it's what creates that the, all the accumulation of that holding back is what creates those, those feelings of anxiety creates that, that stress and difficulty sleeping and, and, Mm -hmm. and not eating the right foods. And then we're just, our body is in overwhelm and shutdown eventually. Right. And yeah. And all of those things block us. And what's interesting in the work that you do is that you're pulling out specific blocks that Mm -hmm. relate to specific traumatic moments, specific emotional moments. And Mm -hmm. so you'll say something like, you know, we're clearing this and it's, um, when you were doing the, um, class for our group Uh yesterday that you did, um, you had talked about, or not yesterday, Wednesday, sorry. (laughs) But you were talking about, um, you were doing the clearing for everybody and you said shame at 10, Mm -hmm. right. Regarding my father, that that was the emotion shame at 10. And so you're clearing it. Right. And I thought about that after the fact, and I was thinking, shame at 10, shame at 10, what happened at 10? And I realized that that was the time when we had told my dad and with my mother's help that we didn't want to live with him anymore Mm -hmm. and that we wanted to go live with our mom. And his response was to make us feel as small and insignificant as possible and even went so far as to tell us you know your grandparents aren't going to buy you any presents anymore oh my goodness yeah like it was that type of Uh shaming experience right yes absolutely and so it's that kind of thing you don't realize the impact like I hadn't even I had forgotten about that right Mm -hmm. And then I was thinking about, like, I wasn't even really thinking about it. It was just like, it popped into my head that that's what that was. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Right. And yeah. And the other thing that I've noticed um, with your work is just that, um, like when you were working on my, my neck and my shoulders, and that this came up where six months, so much pain in my shoulders, nothing was fixing it. Doctors, yeah. chiropractor, Egoscu, all the things wasn't working. And then within a couple of sessions with you, it was completely gone. And yeah. that even in a session with you, I was yeah. feeling the pain move into yes. get, like across the collarbone or across my throat or something. I would feel it move physically. And that really blew me away. It's amazing, isn't it? (laughs) So amazing. Yes. So amazing. And that's why I'm saying is that even if somebody is in the position of saying, well, I don't believe in that. It's like, oh, okay, we'll just go do it because you're going to be blown away Mm -hmm. by the experience because not only does pain physically move in your body, but afterwards you are so tired and, and achy and drained. Like you just did like a for me, coming from Florida, it's like you just did a whole day at the Disney parks, you know? <laughs> yeah. You did a whole day at the Disney and you're, yeah. You are wiped out. You're exhausted. You have like sunstroke. Yes. You are ready to just go down for the count and like sleep for days. Yep. And, and that's what happens. And you wouldn't think that 
sitting and talking with somebody for an hour is going to create that experience, Mm -hmm. but it shows how powerful energy is in our body that it can create such massive blocks. It can create pain. It can create illness, right? And it can also create a huge shift and release when you remove it. It's so true. And then, you know, what you used to be holding on to and all of these triggers and that pain, like it's just gone. Yeah. Which means now instead of always like protecting it or trying to work around it or reacting from it, like there's Mm -hmm. space, there's space to choose something new because you're no longer reactive. And time. Yes. Time. Because you're not, it doesn't, it doesn't take you so long to do things when the fears and the panic and all of that isn't there. And you have the energy and the motivation because you don't have the weight of all that stuff holding you back. So true. And the creativity, right? The creativity is like in the inspiration. You're like, oh my gosh, this is fun again. Like I can do this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So true. And I think too, it, it makes it so that you know, if you're in a space like where you were in your real estate business, where you're like, this is successful. This is working for me, but it's, it's not working for me. Yeah, <laughs> you <completely. know? laughs> and, and then you have to figure out something different or you, you're making a different choice. And I think ha- having this energy work done, you start to understand maybe why you made certain choices yeah. or why something doesn't work for you. Or how it could work for you, right? Because you said yes. you've done all this work and you're like, man, I miss real estate. <laughs> I do. And now now I do the investing piece. I'm like, I'll just buy yeah. all the rental properties. There you go. Because I love it again. <laughs> because it doesn't like correlate anymore with the pain. Because yes. the pain was not the real estate. The pain yeah. was my experience. Yeah. And it was so, what was inside. Yeah. And so like real estate is like one of my most favorite things for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So very cool. Okay. So now as people want to learn more about what you do and, oh, I I highly recommend joining Lightworkers Code. That is like the best membership ever. Um, (laughs) So interesting. I'm pretty partial to it. The space feels so good. I think that's what it is. The space is so good. (laughs) It does. It feels so good. And I love what you teach and I love how you teach. And it just brings me, I feel like closer and closer to my true self mm-hmm. and understanding more about how I am my true self, if that yes. makes sense. Absolutely. And um yeah, so I, I I just want you to tell them all about that yeah. and um how they can learn more about that because that's just Awesome. <laughs> well, yes. And so the Lightworkers Code is, yeah, it's a monthly membership. So there's like a topic we cover every month and there's weekly lives and, you know, PDFs that go out to kind of help you move through the content for the month. And then on, you know, once a week we do energy healing. So it's a nice way to experience it, but to also kind of stay consistent and on topic with it, which is really helpful. Um, and then we test vibration, which I know is one of your favorite where we yes. just, just frequency checking Friday. Frequency. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, it's frequency Friday. <laughs> it is. And that's just, you know, that's such a great benchmark for energy work is 
am I raising my vibration? Because the more I heal, the more I get in tune with who I am, the higher my vibration becomes. And that's why people who have high vibrations, like we're drawn to them, but it's usually because they're so authentic and they know who they are. Like they don't question it. So yeah. Yeah. So the membership, um, to find information, it's just on my website, which is augustnoxcoaching.com. And that's Mm -hmm. K-N-O-X. And there's blog there, there's resources for working one-on-one. And then I also have a Facebook group by the same name. And then I'm on Instagram at the same place. And Instagram has a lot of content too. So yeah, yeah, it does. So now let me, let's, cause we mentioned the frequency. Uh-huh. So touch on that if you can, because okay. I know that there's a scale yes. and that depending on where you, your frequency is on the scale, it means different things. Yes. So this is so, such juicy stuff too. Yeah. So. <laughs> so tell us about that because this really is one of my favorite things is Frequency Friday. It's and it's so tomorrow. Good. It's Thursday <laughs> today while we're recording this. So tomorrow is Frequency Friday. It is happening. <laughs> <laughs> So there is actually an ancient scale. It's called the Solfeggio scale. And it's a scale of music that was used in like Gregorian chants. And and the way this came about is that they recognized like in ancient times that if you sang it certain like tunes or or tones and octaves, certain things happened like in the body. He would suddenly feel like more open and connected to like God or the divine and, or you would experience healing or you would be more connected to others and your heart would open. And so what they found is that this scale is one that correlates with the chakras in the body. And so there are like these perfect frequencies basically that correlate with each of the seven chakras and the, um, the higher, I would say the the higher your number goes as we measure it, right? The higher it represents your chakras are open. So it does go above, like there are transpersonal, like other chakras mm-hmm. that extend past this, but the solfeggio scale is based on the main ones. Mm-hmm. Um, as you heal and as you, you know, do that personal work with that self-improvement and really as you step into your purpose, that's the mm-hmm. biggest place to mm-hmm. really like exceed here is that you step into your purpose and your authenticity, you speak it, you live it, your vibration has no choice but to rise because you're in such alignment. And so the scale is one that I muscle test on to see just where you're at number wise to give you a gauge of really what chakras are you operating between? And so a lot of times you might be between like the third eye and the crown. And what that means is like, you have really attuned and aligned with those chakras up to the third eye. And now you're working on your connection to spirit mm-hmm. or source. And so it is um, this really magical scale that helps us gauge like where we're at in the process, mm-hmm. but it's really grounded in science. Like things happen in the body. They've found when these like yeah. vibrations happen. And so in, um, like monasteries, it's why the Gregorian chants, it's why like some of the Buddhist chanting, stuff like that are all kind of, they follow along the scale because the body and the energy respond to it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And you know, there's a, a book that I have on my shelf right now about bio-tuning mm. that yeah. it's using tuning forks to specific yes. frequencies uh, to tune and heal certain parts of the body. And I, I bought it because I was like, that looks really interesting. I have not read it yet. <laughs> It's, it's on my on my to do list or to read list, um, yeah. but I think that 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 is really interesting, and I know that 
you know, you can go to YouTube and you can search out music that's being played at specific frequencies that's supposed to help balance you and align you in that particular chakra. Right. It's Um, so true. Like that was, that was a tool I used a lot in the beginning was um, playing. You can play a certain music to activate a specific mm. chakra. Mm-hmm. So say you are between the third eye and the crown, you can play crown chakra frequency music mm-hmm. and it will help open it up. And at the same time, if you're going through any healing where there's resistance, it will also pull it up. Mm-hmm. So like it'll pull it up so you can deal with it in order yeah. to reach that vibration. Yeah. It's yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> wow. That's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. So what does it mean when you are, um, when your frequency opens a specific chakra, what does that, what does that mean for people that don't understand that? So say that let's use the heart chakra, for instance, Mm -hmm. that, that was one when we, when I first started my group, a lot of people were like in that space. Mm -hmm. So if you're below the frequency of the heart chakra, which is 528, say you're looking at 500, what it means is that the chakra itself is having some resistance or there's some block that is preventing you, whether it's an experience, an emotion, mm-hmm. a belief, it's blocking them from being able to fully tune into the energy of the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. And so as they heal and as they kind of address what is held there, the heart chakra becomes more open and more accessible. So mm. each chakra has a gift, right? And the heart is love connection. And so as you open those chakras, you actually are able to access more deeply those gifts. Mm. Okay. So let's put that into physical terms, like a, a symptom that somebody might experience if they're having blockages around, let's say like that, that heart chakra, what does that, what does that create as a symptom that somebody might be listening saying, Oh, I have that. Maybe I have a blocked heart chakra. So on a physical level, it could be that, you know, your heart's fluttering. It could Mm. be that you get panic or anxiety and you feel it there. It could be that your heart feels heavy or Mm. you actually have heart issues. Like you can Mm. have physical disease or illness or Mm -hmm born with complications, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It could also mean like on an emotional level, it's really hard for you to connect with people or Mm. you want to connect with people, but you can't seem to find people who want to connect with you or everybody Mm. lets you down. So it can show up kind of in those types of of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's many ways that we could go into, but that, that would be how it manifests. So physically there could be an illness, a symptom, a disease, or some complication. Mm -hmm. And then emotionally it would be, uh, I can't connect to somebody or I feel like I'm not loved or I feel Mm -hmm. unworthy of love. It's so connected to that type of energy. Yeah. And I think that knowing that kind of thing is Mm -hmm. so helpful for people that are maybe just hearing about this for the first time Mm -hmm. that they might be able to look at different parts of their body and say, I wonder if I'm having a blockage here, right? Wonder if I'm having a blockage here. Wonder if this, there's more to this Mm -hmm. than medically meets the eye. Right. Yes. Which is a hundred percent. When I said I was like super sick and I couldn't figure it out, it was all throat chakra. So Mm. I had mono for the second time, which is not supposed to happen, but apparently does. Mm. Okay. Yes. With throat chakra issues. Mm -hmm. So constant sore throats growing up as a child Mm. and then as an adult having this major issue. And, you know, for me, what it was is I was having physical symptoms because I was having trouble actually voicing. Mm. my opinions and speaking my truth and setting boundaries and asking for support. So when I started communicating, 
more clearly that all went away. Like I haven't had, I've had one sore throat in like 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it was only because I did a major healing the day before. And I was like, (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) old stuff. (laughs) I did not enjoy it. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That's that's really interesting. Okay. So now we know about the membership, like code workers. Um, so definitely for you guys go to augustnoxcoaching.com and learn more about that. Um, but you also do one-to-one work and, um, that's what I've been doing with you. And so the one-to-one work that you do, we're doing on zoom, we're connecting. So it doesn't have to be in person. You can do it at, for anyone at any time. Um, you've also done stuff for me via email. And I know yes. you do this within the group too, that you offer a, a special on Tuesdays yes. um, to do like a little mini email thing. And yeah. um, that's pretty powerful. And you've also, just to explain to people how you can work, mm-hmm. um, you've also even done uh, work remotely for my son without him even knowing about it. Yes. Just because I felt he needed some work done, but I knew he wouldn't be open to it. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody gets it. Or yeah. it, there, there's like fear sometimes right around. I don't know if I can do this face-to-face. Like I've had a lot mm-hmm. of clients that were like, I can't do this face-to-face. I have to do email first. Like we have to yeah. do this remotely. And that's absolutely okay. And that's mm-hmm. the beauty of energy work is that Energy work can be done whether you're present or not present mm-hmm. and because energy goes anywhere. And so me being able to do it isn't dependent right on you feeling brave enough to actually be on video or, you know, or being available at that time. So I think the, the beauty of the email and the remote work is that it can help fill in those spaces where there might be, you know, some conflict um, or you just want extra support. Mm-hmm. And the video session is really a space to connect and to do the energy work and to talk through like what is coming through and how it pertains to your life. And it's the unwinding, right? It's let's witness yeah. your story because you matter. Mm-hmm. Let's unwind it. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say too, that um, more evidence that this, this type of work really does make an impact on you is that I know when you were doing the work on my son and he had no idea that um, he had gone through a very challenging experience and he was deep in depression. And you went through and did a lot of clearing and you gave me a description or a a number of like his starting frequency and his ending Mm -hmm. frequency after you'd cleared all this stuff out, right? Mm -hmm. And it was so interesting because the very next day, and and this was a kid that like literally would not sit on the phone with me because he was just very, um, you know, just, just overwhelmed and depressed and didn't want to talk yes. to anybody. And so I could get occasional text messages out of him, maybe. Mm-hmm. And the very next day after you working on him without his knowledge, um, he called me on the phone and talked to me just very lively and animated for like an hour and a half. And I was just blown away. He'd never done that ever. And he was like so much better, you know, and it just, it made all the difference. So I think that that piece is so incredible. And even like speaking to that, right, is when you start doing the work and you start noticing like how it impacts the rest of your family, because Mm -hmm. like the healing really does flow in all directions. It does. Breaking down some of these things and, yeah. And 
it's amazing how quickly it can shift something mm-hmm. that you've struggled on for years. I mean, oh, yeah. I struggled with some of this stuff for my entire life. And so, yeah, to be able to just like, it was kind of mind blowing, like, oh, mm-hmm. it could really be this simple. I mean, I still have to show up and do the work, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> go to Aspen's website, augustnoxcoaching.com. Look at all the many ways that you can work with her and just do something, do something, <laughs> some little bit of energy work with her. Um, just so that you can experience that for yourself, experience that, that difference. And I guarantee you, you are going to want to do more because it is, um, I don't want to say it's addicting, <laughs> but <laughs> it's definitely something that when you realize the impact of it in your life and the extent of personal growth and expansion that happens yeah. as you are doing this work, you want to do more and more of it because you realize that you have this intense, extreme potential that you never dreamed was possible before because there was so much weighing you down, you couldn't even see it. And now that it's gone, you see it, you see beyond it and you just want to get there as fast as possible. And so you guys, Aspen is 100% the real deal and she will help you get there. So go to her website and check her out and sign up for stuff. (laughs) Send her money. She's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Asvin, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you wanted to say? Anything else you wanted to throw out there before we go? No, I just appreciate the time together. So thank you for having me. Yeah, no, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. And I know that you make such a positive impact on so many people. And hopefully the people listening here, you'll be able to make that positive impact and uh, see the ripple effect of all that work. So thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. So until next time and take care. Thanks for listening. And especially thank you for sharing the show and leaving a review on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. Want to learn more about Productive Flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free and you'll also get access to special content and resources. Now, stay tuned for the next episode of Productive Flow.